Welcome to episode eight of Tashi Station Radio, where we sell power converters, talk about X-Wing, and we are all out of power converters. Also kind of all out of X-Wing as well. We'll get to that Indeed, <laughs> this has been a week. Uh, before we get into it, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. I am Alex Smittle. And boy, a lot has happened in the last week. Uh, yeah. We've actually got some news. None, none of it good, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. 0% good news. <laughs> well, we do have some at least bright spots in between the uh, the bad news, but let's get the worst out of the way first. Uh, folks, if you're listening to this uh, at the time it's being released, we are kind of in the middle of a historic event. The uh, COVID-19 coronavirus has pretty much uh, turned the world upside down for a little bit. Uh, and what that means for us about X-Wing is that FFG has canceled everything. As of today, officially all uh, FFG events are canceled until June 1st. This means uh, Adepticon, Crate Cup, and in fact, they're even sending out well, letters uh, asking... Crate Cup was last weekend. Well, it should have been yeah, last Yeah, but it was, it was canceled. It was indeed oh, canceled. Yes. Yeah, there, there's... Pretty much, if it's uh, if it's an FFG event, it's not going on. They've asked wow. stores to hold off on uh, store championships, even store so. kits, even store kit tournaments, even yeah, any sort of op. And that's Anything. if you can find a store that still has an open play space. Most of them are closed as well, including our local game cafe closed their uh, their play space today. Bad beans. We are all uh, kind of in the same boat here. Uh, all we can say really about this is everyone stay safe, uh, use caution, take care of yourself. If you can't get out to your local store and you still want to play some X-Wing, uh, look at, you know, playing online through Vassal maybe. Or tabletop simulator. Yeah. Get together with maybe a friend and, uh, yeah, small gatherings at people's houses who you trust. It's really not worth getting sick just to play X-Wing. Yeah. X-Wing will sick, still be there. If you're sick, don't go play X-Wing. Don't go play X-Wing. Don't put your friends... Like, at risk. Don't do that. X-Wing will still be there after the coronavirus is over. We get it. We are we are obsessed with this game. We play this game three, four times a week, and yeah. not, not, not this week, we're not. <laughs> no, no, no. We had tournaments canceled Friday. We had tournament canceled Saturday. We had league night canceled Wednesday. Like, yeah. It's all shut down. Yeah, yeah. there's a... Uh, it's gonna be uh, at least a couple weeks before we really get back into the swing of X-Wing. Uh, and again, hope everyone is taking care of themselves and staying safe out there. It's not worth getting sick over X-Wing. We did at least get to play X-Wing last weekend. We did indeed. Uh, there was uh, We had a store champ down at uh, Huskarl Hobbies down in Topeka, Kansas. Uh, Doug and I made the top four. Alex was present. First in Swiss. I came in third to last. Like First in Swiss. Boba Fenn. Is underpowered because <laughs> I went <laughs> one and three. I was the bottom one and three because Boba Fenn is underpowered and should be buffed. <laughs> that's that's definitely it. Yeah, uh, Doug was our uh, only undefeated player, yet somehow I managed to finish first in MOV. Uh, I mean, did I, I give up small increments? Crazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so new, you were you were second in Swiss. What were you running? Uh, I was running a Republic list of four Jedi Knights with. Uh, calibrated laser targeting, broadside with ion cannon turret, and hull upgrade. Uh, it's five ships at I-3. It's really not my standard wheelhouse, as you guys know, and as I've advocated here, I really like flying beefy lists that throw a lot of red dice. 
But once I kind of got the hang of it, this was a fun list to fly. The Ether Sprites are uh, maneuverable, as we discussed last week, uh, getting out of my must-stay-in-formation mindset really helped out with uh, being able to cover a lot of arcs and a lot of ground with these little guys. Uh, I did manage to defeat two uh, Separatist Swarms, which I think gives me the moral victory on the day. Uh, <laughs> I did make it into the top four, losing to the eventual winner, uh, our own uh, Greg Smith, who's a listener of this podcast. Thank you for the support, Greg, and congratulations. Hey, Greg. 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 Uh, Doug, Doug, you also made top four. Uh, I just one, one thing to add about Matt real quick before we move on to Doug's crap. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so on the subject of this not being your standard list that you normally fly, look how well you did. You did yeah. way better than your normal lists. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, it started off Shane nice, but it, it curved to mean real quick. <laughs> but that's true. I mean, that and that's I think actually is a good learning experience. That fly, that's why I always say fly metal lists. Yeah. Well, indeed. also fly outside your comfort zone every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so Doug, no, you, went, uh, you went four and zero in the Swiss with uh, an imperial list. I did. I was running uh, Vader with passives, um, Duchess with nothing, Vermeil with seven sister, and Gideon nude for two hundred points. And, Empire's uh, trash. Empire's bad. Vader doesn't have afterburners. It turns out uh, afterburners was only too loose a game and only in limited circumstances. And Vader was really really good and didn't get nerfed. So now he's just cheaper and still really good. This just in Doug Howe afterburners. That's not what I said. Uh, okay, if Afterburners was in hyperspace, I would put it on Vader in a heartbeat. But that doesn't make Vader bad without Afterburners. And I think a lot of people failed to take that into account <clears throat> when looking at Empire. So anyway, I had a, I had a lot of really close games, uh, which is why my MOV was absolute garbage. But uh, I did manage to pull out all four, including one where a one-health Gideon killed a two-health Fen'Rau uh, to win the game. So that was a, a solid 15 MOV win. Good but uh, hey, Gideon got it done. <laughs> And then I got revenge of the Swiss by Matt Ritz in uh, the top four, and uh, he went on to the final table. Yep, uh, Ritz was flying a uh, resistance list, uh, one of the ones we kind of discussed last week of uh, ZZ, Tally, Rose, and two T70s. Uh, good, just base of fire, uh, maneuverable lists, got a lot of tools to deal with things. But the day was taken home by uh, Greg Smith with a Boba Koshka list. He was yeah, pretty close to Timo's. Pretty close teamos, although he uh, reduced, uh, he took seismic charges on uh, Kashka, which was, uh, it, it won him his game uh, versus me. He uh, managed to get a loose stabilizer through on one of my Jedi Knights, dropped a rigged cargo chute in front of me. The very next turn, dropped a uh, uh, seismic charge on it, and there was literally no way I could avoid taking the damage. It was rough. Yeah, that's right. pretty brutal. Let the record show, I meant no offense with my sick burn on you, Matthew. I just was, I came in 18th out of 20, so I had to let my frustration out somewhere. <laughs> um, apparently, Boba Fett is uh, underpowered. Who knew? Certainly not me. Absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, Boba Fett <laughs> is, uh, you, you weren't the only person flying Boba. He was the most common uh, ship out there for a single ship. Uh, one of the things that was notable about a 20-person tournament, no First Order whatsoever. No Apparently, first uh, people, people haven't was, been listening to us. <laughs> I think I was the only Empire, is that right? You were the only Empire, yes. No, no, we did have uh, one of our own guys. We had Vader Rack. I lost oh, to, yeah. to Ryan Krauss wearing Vader Rack. I lost to three of our guys. I'm not mad. I lost the Mirror really close. Well, not really, pretty closely-ish. 
I Boba took 10 damage for nothing, but uh, otherwise. <laughs> and I lost to Ryan, and then I lost to Greg the winner, so like, I ain't mad. I lost, to our, I lost to my own boys. Yeah, doing pretty good. Uh, I continue my streak of traveling and not playing the locals, and uh, Alex travels just to play everybody he sees on Wednesdays. Oh. That's fine. Well, lo- speak is only an hour away. It's essentially a local tournament, so that's going to happen. Right. Again, well, Matt, you mentioned that you uh, you played against two separatist swarms, and uh, that brings us into our faction this week. Indeed, uh, we'll do it. Uh, we we were going to try and cover two factions this week, but with uh, Adepticon not happening, we're not in any real rush to get them out. So we're going to actually cover the separatists today. Sadly, uh, something I thought of right before we started recording is that this hyperspace meta might not exist the next time we have X Wing events. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, but the point like, we're still going to go into it because if you if you listen to us and. Like, see how we analyze stuff. Maybe it'll help you in the future when you're analyzing. Also, you got to get on top of that Vassal meta. True. No Vassal is going to be no the lie. future. Well, yeah. we're uh, we're going to go into the Separatists, uh, specifically the hyperspace meta. And what isn't in hyperspace, we've got uh, the entire Velba Lab ship is not in hyperspace. They took out Dark Courier, the generic Sith infiltrator, as well as the ensnare talent. Uh, that's got some impact, really, because... Uh, the the Belba Lab, a three die attack ship. It's kind of their closest thing to a quote unquote normal ship, and they decided not to include it, especially with uh, General yeah. Grievous, one of their flagship characters. I actually have a bigger problem with it, and that's uh, in a similar vein to Republic not having the torrent. Uh, it's one of the ships in the the starter box it's in their big box of the faction. Yeah. yeah, at least unlike the torrents, at least like unlike the torrents, there's only one of them in the big box yeah. instead of two of them. Yeah, but yeah either it's way, a big like, ship you can't use. Yeah, it's it, it makes it makes new players getting into hyperspace into CIS or Republic a little feels bad. Like this is the most valuable box, but you can't use this major piece from it, uh, especially when this major piece is like the not flagship because that'd be the vulture droid, but it's the the workhorse yeah, of the exactly. exactly. And yet they like left the in yeah they left yeah. in the Nantex, but without ensnare. Yeah, which yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and get right into that. Uh, the Nantex so class the starfighter. There's uh, no Belbab in the movies. There absolutely is a Belbab in the movies. There absolutely is Belbab in the movies. Where? Obi-Wan kills Grievous right next to a Belbab. Oh, fine. Yeah. But like in the sky, <laughs> though, there's no Belbabs. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, moving on. <laughs> jumping into the Nantex, uh, we can pretty much uh, just look at it as a whole. Right off the bat, the lack of ensnare means you're not passing tractor tokens, so this shuts down the entire purpose of really bringing the Nantex. Uh, yeah, so the, the Nantex is just bad. Like You've got a four-hull ship with a three-die bullseye, a two-die turret that can't shoot backwards, only has focus evade, and if you bump, you get to rotate and reposition. It's, you can uh, do that if you don't bump, too. Oh, but. So, <laughs> if Vulture Droids didn't exist, which we'll get into later, and everybody already knows about, but if they didn't exist, well, maybe the generic Nantex is okay? Like, I don't know, because nobody plays them. There have been three Nantex lists in all of hyperspace so far. Uh, one one of each generic and a Brewer Cat. Uh, between those three lists, they played a total of 13 rounds and got five wins, which is a very small sample size, but kind of leans towards them being bad. Uh, unfortunately yeah, for the Nantex, it's a victim of its own complexity. Yeah. Um, the, with the prequel factions coming out, complexity creep is a thing. You see ships with cool, like, with have seem to have multiple uh, ship abilities, like the Aether Sprite, or the droid, the Vulture Droid, with the struts and the 
um, network calculations. And Nantex yeah. is even more complex than that. And it ended up being super overpowered due to said complexity creep. Yeah. Um, so they had to nerf it, because duh. We couldn't have just keep having Doug whenever even he showed up to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they removed part of it, and that part turned out to render it completely and utterly useless. Yeah, unfortunately that part is its core identity. Like, yeah. Ensnare... Ensnare yeah. it, it, is essentially part of its chip ability. You just can't fit it all on the pilot card. Yeah. And what really gets me is you look at the the most feared ship in the game back in Extended, Sunfock with Ensnare. Uh, expensive, but definitely worth those points in that, in that meta. You take away Ensnare, and Sunfock is 54 points for an I-6 with what amounts to a blank pilot ability. Also known as one point more than Sunterfell. Precisely. That's exactly what I was going to say. Soon to your fell, you've got to worry. You know, your big thing is, what can I line up the bullseye? But I'm still okay if I don't. Sun Fock, if he can't line up his bullseye, he's useless. Well, yeah. So also, soon to your fell can double reposition without tractoring himself. Soon Fock can maybe single reposition. It's yeah. While tractoring himself. While, while tractoring himself. Yeah, that is a lot of points for a ship with a terrible action bar, a wonky set of firing arcs. Uh, they have mentioned that. Perhaps Ensnare will make its way into the second season of Hyperspace. I'm not Sad. looking forward to that because that's just, uh, I think, and well, no, so offense your, no offense to your achievements, Doug. I think this is a bad uh, thing for X-Wing. I mean, I went on Fly Better and said that they needed to nerf it while I was doing well with it. I, I'm fully on board. And they did, technically. Uh, the tractor beam changes. Uh, I haven't Meaningless. played. Well, see, I don't know that that's true. Because what little extended data we have, the Nantex isn't tearing anything up. My gut says that it's not good enough, but there's zero data to back it up either way. Uh, I'd really rather just not find out and never have Instar be a thing again. But I did see someone get tractor beamed over the weekend in Topeka, and they asked if they could rotate their ship, and then decided it was pointless. Yeah. So that's that's all. I've made my decision based on one. <laughs> based on one time where I tractor beamed a ship onto a rock so it couldn't shoot either way. Um, all right. Uh, so I think we all agree that in this faction right now, the Nantex is definitely the weakest ship, if not possibly the weakest ship in hyperspace. Yeah, I mean, it's a ship whose entire identity isn't in hyperspace, so it really shouldn't be. Yeah, it I kind feel- of forgot it was, to be honest. It feels like on-release Jumpmaster. Yeah, kind of. All right. Well, moving on to the uh, Hyena-class droid bomber. Uh, they've all got network calculations as because they're droids and why should you ever not have passive vaunts? So there's a, there's a lot to see for these guys. I kind of undervalued them and saw them again in those two uh, matches in a row this weekend. Uh, and I got to say, I'm a little impressed with what they can do. Uh, they didn't seem at any time overpowered, but uh, pretty much I think they're good value for the cost. Let's get into them. Well, so... Compare them to a Torrent, which is the exact same price, has the same stat line, essentially. Uh, it does have Calculate instead of Focus, but Network Calculates makes up for that plenty. Might, might uh, be better than a Focus. Yeah, you also have... Uh, it's linked into Target Lock instead of linking to an Evade, which is different. Different. Um, but the Blues are way better. Much better um, dial. And for one point, you have access to Landing Struts. Um, which are just the same, exact same as Grappling Struts. For yep. Oh, Not man. to mention, there's a device slot which holds probe droids, which we'll get into, but probe droids make this faction sing so well. Oh, and yes. I know Duncan won Dallas without 
probe droids, but that was he's better than everyone Duncan. else. That, yeah. Yeah, he's, was... he's better than everyone else. Duncan yeah. is his own upgrade. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen other people run that list, and to be honest, you shouldn't. It's not a very good list uh, <laughs> as far as droid lists go. Duncan is just that good. Like, I don't believe anyone else is going to pick up target locks as effectively as he did. Duncan, yeah. if you're listening, Doug just called you out live. So come on no, the podcast I, and argue. How did I call him out? I said that. I, I, just, I, said, wanted Doug, I just wanted Doug on the podcast. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, looking at the individual ships, uh, at 25 points equal to the torrent, we've got the I-1 Techno Union Bomber, uh, torp missile and bomb options. Uh, thanks to the probe droids, you have uh, options at I-1 with them. They're going to go into combat with a target lock, so uh, you can pretty much outfit them any way you like. Uh, Discord missiles are always uh, a good choice, but these guys, I've seen them with concussions. I've seen some of them with proton torps. Uh, that's a lot of points to throw in there, but when they hit, they hit. Duncan did it with plasmas. Yeah, I think plasmas or concussions are what you want to go with them. Um, concussions are like a, still keep them relatively cheap and give them three three attack die shots. Plasmas are extremely good against things like Boba Fett or other heavy shield lists to, even, uh, to really even, add some even stuff lists. like Kylo. If you manage yeah. to sneak one mm -hmm. hit through, it's both shields. Yep. With regeneration uh, of shields not really being a thing in hyperspace right now, it's an option, but I haven't seen anyone flying it. Uh, yeah, plasmas are good. The only thing plasmas are really provably bad against are other droids. And still a three-die attack that you wouldn't be getting otherwise. Exactly. So yeah. that's, that's um, worth the, thing the is, other like, points. Speaking about the countering of Boba with the plasmas, um, you hit it through, that's two shields off Boba, that's half a shield right away in one shot. That's a big deal. Um, also, Boba is the hardest counter to droid swarms because he murders swarms in general. And between the Discord missiles that we'll get to later and the Plasma Torps, it's a lot of good anti-Boba tech. Yeah. So we probably won't go into a lot of specific droid lists because there's a million different variations you can do. True. Uh, but why, in general, I think droid swarms are clearly better than any other swarm in X-Wing yep. is because they have these anti whatever options they have the points to tech with yeah other swarms don't yep well i think one of the things we've uh, mentioned is that the more chances a list has to break the rules of the game the better it can be uh you've got struts that let you effectively ignore obstacles you have network calculations which says i don't have any tokens yet i get to spend them anyway uh you've got ships that are so 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 cheap uh there's there's a lot to be said about the value and sheer efficiency of this faction. But getting into some of the uh, the hyena uh, droids, there's, you know, of course, the Techno Union Bomber, the I-1 that we're kind of measuring everything by. Uh, the other I-1 they have at 28 points, the Bactoid Prototype. Limited to two, uh, double missile, and a sensor slot. There is no reason to take this ship. Well, yeah, so it's it's three points more for the same initiative, and it has a bad ability, so... Don't what is that ability, guys? Uh, they can ignore target. They can ignore munition restrictions if something else has a target locked. I think. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Another ship with network calculations, I believe. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's trash. Don't don't bring them. Yeah, there. Some people are saying, "Oh, but you could put passive sensors on them. Not worth going six points above a techno union." You know what's cheaper, but... and it's also... passive sensors for everyone. The DRK probe droids. Well, exactly. they are more expensive than a copy of passive sensors. But why? But, are no, but then the six-point upgrade. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, say so Bactoid prototypes. Entire point is that you don't need the target lock. So 
why would you put passive sensors on them? Right. It's a wasted spot. Uh, also at 28 points, the Separatist Bomber, which is the Techno Union Bomber at I3. Uh, I I saw this again in both the Separatist lists I played this weekend. I think I3 is an interesting spot to be. Uh, I've seen it carrying Protorps to prey on lower initiatives and lists that don't have the probe droids. Uh, I do agree that probe droids are probably a better call, but I think this is a solid ship at its cost. So your list was solid at I3 because every ship was at I3 which meant you just had an inherent advantage against lower initiative stuff. And especially in your case, you weren't investing points against higher initiative stuff. Uh, these are cheap enough that if you make an entire list I3, I think they're worth it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think it's not worth the points. I'm not even sure that making that spending points, losing tools in your list to become I3 is a good call in the current meta. We haven't seen a lot of swarms around yeah. in the current meta. And, Basically, a big part of that jumping at I three is to PS kill other swarm. But you all, there's also like five X, and yeah. like there are still quite a few generics, even if they're not pure swarms. Uh, I do think I three has value. It's just if you're not teching everything that high, then your two attack die ships, or I mean, I guess you can put munitions on them, make a puncture a little heavier. Either way, they're going to paint a target on their head, be worth even more points now, and not bring that much value. Agreed. Well, uh... they do it if they're all going I three. Otherwise, it's probably not worth it. Yeah. Also at I3, uh, the Bombardment Drone, which is the uh, sensor payload payload loadout. It's got the ability that if you would drop a device, you may launch that device instead using the same template. So it was great when Prox Mines were in. It might have a role with Cluster Mines, but I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, I haven't seen anything make good use of it. That's not saying it's not possible, but it's really Proxmine's made it sing. Yeah, so they used to actually be four points more or three points more, and I got really excited when the points change happened because I thought they'd be really, really good. Uh, but luckily, Proxmines aren't in hyperspace, uh, so they they do the best with uh, mines, not just bombs, because you can drop, you can use that one forward to drop a Proxmine directly on something in front of you. Uh, cluster mines are good, but they're more expensive, and you only get one charge. Yeah, so it's a lot of points a, invested. Yeah, you're looking at 37 points for one one bomb. I just don't think it's worth it in hyperspace. Like, you could bring them with something like protons or seismics or ions to catch people, but yeah. at that point, it's basically a win more. Or you were probably going to win anyway if you're catching people off guard with your... And with if you're your, doing regular bombs, you kind of need delayed fuses to not get hit by your own bomb. Indeed. And then, yeah, I, I don't think they're worth it. Yeah, if if if... It's just a win more card, which is usually not a good call. Indeed. Well, going from uh, this guy, one point more at 30 points, uh, everybody's favorite hyena droid, and if you say anything else, you're a liar, DBS-404. Is he? My favorite is the is the I-1. That's because you're a liar. No, no, no. This guy is amazing. At Initiative 4, he gets to just run right up, smack people in the face, roll extra dice, 30 points where we've seen is a pretty good sweet spot. What what, what you think you need to look at for this, though, Initiative 4, which is the ace of the faction right now, almost, uh, you are out-initiating other 30-point ships. He's got a great ability. Uh, If you get blocked, you're probably going to be able to just... Does he have a great ability? I think so. Does he have... A I think he has. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's good, but I don't think it's as amazing as people I, if make it I, out to be. In my notes, I put fun in quotes every time. He's the fun pilot everyone likes. Like how, he's the, how he's the Dead Man's is a fun upgrade. Uh, I don't think he's as bad as like Dead no, Man's But Bane, like but... the thing is, every the win, every, the stuff everyone says is fun to play. Yeah. That ends up hurting yourself. Like that's he's in that same category. He's in a higher part of the category, I think. Yeah. So I the thing think... is, I think I agree with Matt that he's pretty good at thirty points, but I don't ever see people take him at thirty points. Like right. they've got to you... they got to put advanced proton torpedoes on him, and they got to put well afterburners and extended, but. Um... <sighs> But you got to invest more and more and more into him. And then he's extremely expensive and he's killing himself. Right. And Literally that's just it. He's 30 points. You want to keep him because of the, the self-crit aspect of his ability. Also, the ability doesn't only work on primary attacks, Matt. You put this in incorrectly. I'm so, pretty... I'm pretty sure it does. Okay. Y'all keep no, arguing while I look this up. You on can this. perform primary attacks at range zero. While you perform an attack at range zero to one, you right. must you, pull one say, you, Yeah, you cannot perform... Uh, you can only do the primary attacks at range zero. No, no you must zero. roll one additional die. No, what I'm saying is you cannot fire the advanced proton torpedoes at range zero. Like people. You do oh, get yeah, the six die. You, you do get the six. Which is, again, uh, six points for a one-shot attack like that that self-damages you. He's better run at that cheap 30 points. Really? You're going to lose him during the course of the game, but you can run just right into swarms, Unleash hell, make use of network calculations, and probably, I think, again, don't sleep on the I-4 there. That's a really good spot to be, especially at 30 points. Even if you're not using his ability and just using him to pick things off from a distance, that's really With useful. That gun? Like, yeah, my thing you're is, really overselling him right now, I think. My thing about Dibsy here is that he is significantly more expensive than the other hyenas slash... Vulture droids, which yeah. in a med in a faction that completely relies on the efficiency of his ships, he is really expensive. Literally hurts himself, and probably just isn't even worth the effort to trigger his ability. Yeah. Like so, another way to put bad. it, I just don't think he's worth the time or effort. Another way to think of it is if you throw him, let's say you're the highest initiative against the other list, and you get the dream thing where you get into range one and you get your target lock, and you have another guy at range one, so you can use network calculations, and you can throw your four dice with the target lock calculate, and you do two or three damage, and then you crit yourself. And now, assuming the crit wasn't a direct or something extremely debilitating, you're at four health. And now their entire list just kills you. Yeah. Like, because he damages himself, he's... He's, he's always a target. Yeah, he's never going to get past that first turn of, of combat. Well, he's cool and ace high, though, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay, well then, moving on to the uh, the most expensive one at 40 points, if you thought 30 was too expensive, DBS-32C. He's in Initiative 3, he's the only one that can carry a tactical relay, has a red jam action, and at the start of engagement, he can spend a Calculate token to coordinate to a fellow droid. Uh, he's, he's two Vulture droids, man, that's insane. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing, FOG? He is appropriately expensive. He is a costly boy. Um, a, yeah, F coordinated droids. Am I allowed to drop F-bombs on this podcast? Well, you said that. That's good I said F, but yeah, don't don't let droids coordinate. Screw that. Also, yeah. I don't think tack relays are worth enough to bring in hyperspace in general. I think those points are better used to bring other tools. Uh, again, what I've seen is I saw him twice as a carrier for TA-175, and that triggers a lot against a swarm. Yeah, it's uh, just... We'll get we to that later. Again, I think I get, you're, you're exactly right. You're looking at 40 points for a ship that is not going to be part of your offensive 
uh, output. And he will be as much as anybody else's. He still has to work calculated. Right. I'm saying he, he's a support ship. He's very rarely going to be firing because you want to keep him alive as long as possible carrying that TA-175. He the big thing is he's way too expensive. Yeah, and you're again, paying like, 15 yeah, points yeah. over a generic hyena, literally right. twice the price of a basic vulture, more than twice the price of a basic vulture. Like yeah, you could you could just bring more droids. Yep, more bodies, more better. But Indeed. like I said, I I don't want this to get over under like to get over ruled or whatever or over missed. I don't think tech relays are worth it, and that makes him. Oh, we literally can get into that when we talk about tech. Indeed, I just want to say, but because I don't think tech relays are worth it, he's literally to break, in my opinion. All right. So overall thoughts on the hyena bomber? Uh, pretty good workhorse there. Probably stick with the generic if you want to make a good list. I think that's the theme of this faction. And stick with the generic because if you want to make a good list. We'll get into droids, but or vultures, but because vultures exist, I think you only take one or two total. Yeah. Indeed, of the generics. All right. Well, speaking of the vultures, uh, let's get right into them. These are the cheap little buggers that I hate. Uh, Doug, let's go into these. You've flown you've flown droids more than anybody. Uh, you did really good well, with the more uh, than anybody on this anybody podcast. in this in this yeah. metaphorical computer room. <laughs> Say, definitely not more than anybody. There are some people that this more is more than any of us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what makes the vulture droids so good, other than the fact that they're so cheap? Uh, well, the biggest thing is that their points start with a one, and it's not three <laughs> digits. Um, it's because they're like honestly, it's because they're so cheap. Yeah, um, yeah, like they have a lot of really good things uh, to them. They have a linked action, which is amazing on a, a ship that cheap. They yeah. have grappling struts for one point, which is amazing on a ship that cheap. They have network, network calculate, calculate, which is an amazing thing on a ship that cheap. But phenomenal. Notice. Dial. Which is amazing on a ship that cheap. But notice yeah. how every single thing I said was on a ship that cheap, and it's because the ship is that cheap. They like, they got a lot of neat toys for losing one agility. Yeah. <laughs> so the big thing is, uh, like, uh, Smittle had a lot of success with the six mining guilds and Fenrau, and those were uh, seven naked ships for 200 points. Yep. If you bring six Trade Federation drones with grappling struts, you have 80 points left left over. That's a lot more than Fenrir. That's a points. lot of points. That's Fenrir yeah. with an eight-point bid. Yep. That's luckily That's, not quite Sunfock with a snare anymore. It's but... naked Fenrir with a 12-point bid. Yeah. Last meta, conveniently, it was Sunfock with a snare and two points left over. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, vultures are great because they're swarm ships and they're extremely cheap, so it's very easy to swarm them. Yeah, and nineteen calculates makes them even better at swarming, and they give up MOV in tiny, tiny increments. Yep. Right. Nineteen points naked. Twenty with struts. Twenty-four with struts and discord missiles. Yikes! That's really yeah. good. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I really. These are the. These are the boys right here. Bread and butter. Um, I think if you're building a separatist list, you should really start with three of them with uh, discord. You should start sure. with. Oh. oh, oh yeah. Start with three with discords. Probably starts two at seventy-two points, and then fill in the last hundred twenty-eight points with the rest of your swarm. Probably that's more not, vultures. Yeah, that's not how I build it, but that's fine. I would start with six droids and then go from there. Sure, we have different ways of doing things. That's why one of you actually So, uh, sure, Matt. Sure, just <laughs> validate my opinions because I've never played droids in a tournament. There you go. Um, All right, but no, seriously, there, there's so much utility in them. That I think both, you know, you can look at them from the swarm being the strength or the just it's the sheer swarm. utility of, like you said, start with those three with struts and discords. And right there, that's that's a terrifying front line. 
Uh, my point was that you fill in the rest of the swarm around that. Yeah, it's it's uh, still swarm. Swarm is still the thing. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. that. Which is why I said I start with six because, like, if you start with three with discords and do other things, you'll find that the three of them just kind of die. Yeah, uh, like the other things droids... were always going to be other yeah. droids. It's just oh, yes, yeah. I'm not I'm what not, the I'm not other advocating... droids carry gets filled in around. Yeah, I'm not advocating three, you know, discord droids and a bunch and of mall. just yeah. mall, really fat mall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, one of the other amazing things they have, just in general on the ship, is that linked action barrel roll into calculate. With their exceptionally good blues, that's, uh, I don't know how many times I forgot that they had that to watch them pull off a block and be a calculate battery for a friendly ship. That's just such a good, as we found, you know, maneuvering into uh, modifications is good on almost any ship. So, yeah, the ability to move to reposition and mod is huge. And that's other than the price, which let the record show. Price is always the first thing. Um, but I think the barrel to calculate is what really sets them apart from the other quote-unquote swarm ships like Ties and Zs. Yeah, um, I'd agree. The, the, and even Torrents. Yeah, Torrents can barrel into Evade, but calculates can be used on offensive defense. Exactly. They're basically offense a focus with two dice. and even, it, With rolling two dice on offensive defense, calculate is less, obviously it's less valuable than a focus, but if a not a could... whole lot. Especially because the network calculates it's not. Indeed. Oh, yeah. But even even if it was like a Z90. Yeah. If a it'd torrent, still be useful on that Z. If a torrent could barrel roll into focus, it would be one of the greatest ships in the game at the cost. But Or even if a torrent could barrel into calculate, that'd still be super useful. Right. <laughs> like... so, all right. So the Trade Federation drone, obviously the, like you said, the bread and butter of the faction. Uh, looking at some of the other vulture droids, uh, the Howard Child prototype. There, there are other vulture droids. There are, and there's probably a reason we don't see them. Uh, that how Howard there how or no, this isn't even me. I think it's whore, but like it's bad. Don't it's don't bad. take it. Yeah, let's not even go into it. It's <laughs> the HCP, if you will. Yeah, it's two points increase over the other I one. It's got a crappy ability. Wouldn't you rather have two initiative points for that same uh, spot? Again, uh, going with what Doug said earlier. The Separatist drone at I-3, worth it if your whole swarm is I-3. Otherwise, why are you spending the extra points? There's always more tools you can bring. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it many times at this point, that uh, going from in an, a lower initiative to I-3 isn't worth a ton, and these ships are the epitome of efficiency. So yep. anytime you put points in them, they're less efficient. Literally, putting points in them is the enemy. Yeah. Like, Aside the thing about the discords and struts is that they are so good that they overcome the fact that they could just be 19 points. And even then, discords are specifically a tech piece. Like, yeah. If you're playing against... Other well, swarms, discords nah, are less not... useful. Yeah, they're still they... good. Discords yeah, are... Yeah, d- literally <laughs> never don't bring three discords in your list. Yeah. Like, that's that's the real point. <laughs> Indeed. All right, then uh, the only other uh, generic is uh, the Precise Hunter at 23 points. Initiative Ooh. three, you're limited to three of them, and you get to re-roll a blank if the defender is in the bullseye. Uh, it kind of like Predator, only it also works with uh, ordnance. But Plus you can't re-roll eyes. Yeah, that's so expensive. Well, it's droids the should price. never need to re-roll eyes, but even still, that's expensive for a odd ability. I I think if uh, if Seer was still in the the meta, 
maybe you could make an argument for it, but we, we didn't an extended when Seer was in the med lab. Yep, they're too expensive. Like, there's the points are always better spent somewhere else. All yep. right. Uh, how about twenty three points for DFS three eleven and I one who you can transfer a calculate token at the start of engagement. The points I mean, are a really usually better somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> Only like a... usually this time, though. Yeah. At least this is a strong ability. Like, it's a useful pilot ability. Yeah, it's yeah. essentially a range 0 to 3, start of engage, coordinate. It just has to be a calculate. Yep. Like, and, yeah, but it could be a second calculate that turn. Yeah. Um, right. But yeah, like he's he's probably too expensive for your swarm. Your points are probably more useful elsewhere. And he's so, too much of a vulture droid for non-swarm. Near the end of the last meta, I saw quite a bit of DFS in Seer Swarms because now you can pass that calculate to the ship that has Bullseye yep. to guarantee Seer's So ability. you have a mod and the Seer. Yep. Shot but, uh, and the Seer mod. Yeah, but yeah, like, I I would only bring him if I'm sitting at 196 and have literally no other use for the points. And then you've got, uh, at 26 points in Initiative 3, DFS081, who says that when a friendly ship at range 0 to 1 defends, it can spend a Calculate token to change all crit results to hit results. It's bad. When you've, when you've only got three health, that's not really... It's the thing is, like, it saves you damage 15% of the time, assuming no damage cards have been dealt. 15% of the damage deck is direct hits. Otherwise, the crits don't really matter on vultures. There's eight of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, weapons failure is... It hurts. Weapon. It hurts. But you have to like, do it. You have to trigger it before you know what the crit's going to be. Yeah. I'm saying, like, there is more than just direct hits. Oh, yeah. I said for saving damage. I said But you have to spend a calculate, I think, is the big thing. And you're investing now seven points over a generic Trade Federation drone. Like, this is the calculating hyena, but in droid form. It's just way too expensive for a pretty lackluster ability. I agree. You know, and again, going back to the strength of that Trade Federation drone. 19 points, 20 with struts, 24 with struts and discords. I mean, heck, 25 with struts and concussion missiles? That's, uh... Right, know, concussions are six, right? You'd be 26 with struts and concussions? Yeah, that's correct. I, I, I can math. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I, I, I still also can't believe discords are only four points. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. I hate Bring their one that's use. Right. Yeah. And they can't, they can't move unless they actually do their thing. If you miss, you yeah. miss for... Um, I honestly think the biggest thing that makes Discords good is people don't know how to play around. Yeah, people are really good at just jousting. Yeah. And Discords are really good at killing people who just joust. Yeah. Right. The thing is, oh. if they don't fire the Discord missiles, they invested a lot of points in zero effectiveness. Indeed. And yeah. unlike a concussion missile, they can't just pick up a target lock and fire it just Later. to get it off. Like, yeah. They or can drop it randomly, but they're pretty easy <laughs> to avoid unless they're hitting you directly. Yep. Fair. So I think this one doesn't take a whole lot of uh, deep diving to look into and realize that that 19-point Trade Federation drone is the centerpiece. Yep. Yep. Only other one I would ever consider is the Separatist drone, and only if I was building it by three swarm. All right. Well, uh, moving along to the large base, Sith Infiltrator, uh, which doesn't have the Dark Courier, because I guess running three of those would have been overpowered somehow. I mean, it's a butt-ton of health, and also, yeah. who cares? They would have been worse. Yeah. They, they did this to a lot of stuff. in The generic space. arcs, they did it to. The yeah. generic Decimator, the generic Falcon. like yeah. all The of generic the Reaper. Yeah. yeah. Medium and large base 
ships generically took out because they clearly didn't want larger base spam. Exception being Gem Masters and Fire Sprays. Yeah. True. All right, well, starting off with the first pilot here, who is also a droid, although not one with network calculations, O66 at 51 points, I3, who's got the ability that after you defend, you can spend a calculate token to perform an action. Uh, I mean, if you're going to take attack relay, I would take this guy. Because he's tanky enough that he can stay in the fight and be useful. And he's not much more than the hyena that can bring attack. Yeah, he's, he's 11 more points. But, yeah. But you get a better that ship. guy and 10 health. Yeah, you get a real ship out of it. Yep. And his ability isn't awful. Yeah, it's not bad. You, yeah. Like, it, like there's a pretty solid Kraken, chance. Kraken works really well with him. Yeah. Kraken is attack relay. Connection. All right. And, well. like, sometimes you just need some beef. Like, sometimes you, instead of bringing eight swarm ships, you want to bring six swarm ships and some beef. Like, he's there for that. Fair. All right. Then, uh, moving on up to uh, Count Dooku at 63 points, also an I3. With three force, which, what's our other mantra? Purple numbers are good. Uh, after you defend, if the attacker's in your firing arc, you can spend one force to remove one of your blue or red tokens. After you perform an attack that hits, you can spend a force to perform an action. Uh, obviously, this is meant to synchronize with the scimitar title that lets you shoot, remove your cloak token, and then, or get shot at, then remove your cloak token, then shoot, then recloak. Slash just shoot and cloak, ignoring the exception. That was a thing for the double scimitar list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't know. My opinion on Dooku is that fully modified attacks are good. He has them. Well, would you, would you like to have two of them? Uh, for just two more points, you get Darth Maul, 65 points, initiative five, with the ability that after you perform an attack, you may spend two force, of which he has three, to perform a bonus primary attack against a different target. If your attack missed, you can perform that attack against the same target. So he's like Gunner and Baze Malbus in one? Uh, you really want Dooku Crew on him to go on up to four force? I'm not sure I agree with that statement. Uh, well, I don't okay. see like Baze Malbus. Uh, the, the, am I thinking of Baze Malbus? 1.0 Baze he's thinking of. Which yeah, is 1.0 no. Baze. I'm thinking yeah. of uh, who does that in uh, lets you get the second shot against a different target. Bistan? Bistan. Yeah, Bistan. He's okay. dirty. He's dirty. Um, but again, you're looking at a 65.i5. It's a pretty good ship. I mean, the dial's good. It's got great upgrades. Uh, it's just, I don't know if this ship fits with the theme of the faction right now. It costs more than three droids. Yeah, I think it's just awkwardly priced as all. Okay. Like, I think Dooku's actually really good. Uh, I actually would probably be willing to bet that Naked Dooku is pretty good in a droid list. Yeah. Uh, Either Naked Dooku or Naked, or Naked Ball. They're essentially yeah, I'm, the same. I'm, I'm sorry, I meant Maul. Like, yeah, they're, they're essentially but, the same. Maul's yeah, just Maul's not better. Maul, Maul is better. Yeah, he's two points for two initiative alone, which is good. And then I think his ability is way better than A Dooku's. more useful pilot ability as well, I would yeah. agree. Um, yeah, if you can make it work. I don't, like uh, Speaking of Greg from earlier, he came and rendered up in a hyperspace trial with Maul and five. Uh, yeah, four. also uh, beating, me Maul and four. Four, beating me in the top four there as well. And he made cut at Warfare with the same list. With the True. same list. So, yeah, it, there's definitely room for it. Uh, I think with the exception of Hate not being around. And you can almost rebuild that list. But I think in this current meta, there are possibly better uses for it. Remains to be seen. Uh, it's been flown to good effect before, so maybe a good pilot could uh, bring them all back. 
I mean, Maul's, Maul at least is, like, Maul and Dooku, there's nothing fundamentally flawed about the two of them. Um, you get fully modified attacks. Pilot abilities aside, a generic with three force, yeah, these guys are not generics, they're better. So, like, yeah, if, you can, if you can build a list where you're not losing anything by replacing multiple droids with us with a infiltrator, then I say go for it. Yeah, you're a large base ship with, uh, you know, can I just go over this dial? real quick because you've got all the hard turns you've got a 5k you've got two sloops uh all of your one and two straights and banks and your three straight are blue that's a really maneuverable ship that 5k can just get you out of trouble and hey look i'm darth maul i still have three force that's so good i agree my question is can you build a list where it is not detracting from the quality of your list. And maybe you can. I haven't tried. Yeah, I mean, the one of the things that we saw in the previous meta was to load Maul up with a bunch of upgrades, you know, Dooku for that extra force, Grievous for the uh, damage, uh, Kraken to help everybody else out, Proton Bombs, and then you run a bunch of cheap droids with him. You could also run a droid mini swarm with him and kind of measure your upgrades to fit. I think he's... Uh, He's a solid piece in this list, so... All uh, right. So that's all the ships in the list, uh, in the faction. We do have the upcoming uh, HMP gunship. Uh, that one we don't know a whole lot about, other than the uh, the forward 180-degree arc. It's got... You can, pro- uh, can strafe side to side. Right, it's, it's got a mention of strafing, Maybe. so... Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever they mean by strafing, we've yet to see. Uh, those ones actually... I gotta admit, that's the ship that might get me to buy into this faction. It just looks so cool. It does. It's got a face, guys. How can you not like a ship with a face? All of these ships have faces besides the Infiltrator. The Infiltrator just looks like a pissed-off Inquisitor's tie. (laughs) True. So there's a lot of things to do. Obviously, droids are the focus of this faction, but you can't really sleep on the Sith Infiltrator. You can, however, take all the naps in the world on the Nantex right now. Put it to bed. It's not even worth having in the faction at this time without it. Harsh but true. All right. Well, let's uh, look at some of the other things that make this faction great in the uh, faction-specific upgrades. Uh, the first there that I believe... Hold on. Can you only take it on Nantex's uh, Treacherous? Uh, yeah. yeah uh, no, I think I think 066 has a talent. So I, I believe so as well. well. Okay, so there's not a lot you can take it on, but Treacherous is one of the weaker uh, talents. I that... actually don't know if I agree with that. There's really? very, very little data. We have no data as to it's... how effective Treacherous actually is. I will say it's probably the most, other than maybe dedicated, it's the most awkward faction talent. True. Um, uh, but like its ability is really strong. It's just... No one ever plays awkward. it. Yeah. yeah. We have no data. Um but like, I can see if we get something like a Tri-Fighter that's, like, AC in the way that, like, an Interceptor is, and it takes Treacherous, that's going to be monstrous. Like, you're just going to put a bunch of droids in front of it, and they're going to have to choose between shooting through and having damage canceled to, like, or not shooting, Or shooting a less ace. priority target. Yeah. yeah, or guaranteeing that ace in the end game. Like, I think it has potentials. There's just nothing for it right now. Like, Paul flew it famously. Famously, in quotes, in his Shirtek and Seven list, he did say that he wasn't sure if Treacherous never triggered, or if Treacherous causes opponents to not shoot at Shirtek. Yeah, which uh, is a value of its own. Indeed, there's just no way to know at this point which of those things is true. 
Either way, it's really cheap. It is quite cheap. All yeah. right. Obviously, Nantexes are trash. Don't put it on them. And it's probably not worth it on 0600 or 066 but in, in hyperspace. In the context of Paul's list, if it made people not sure to shoot at SureTech Hell once useful. a game, even yeah. like once every other game, that's super worth the points. Easily that's worth the two points. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Well, at three points, uh, General Grievous Crew. Literally uh, always worth the points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy crap, is this a good card? Yeah. It's only on the Sedemple Trader right now, right? Yeah, which means the other ones have. it's the same va- at minimum. It's the same value as a shield upgrade for the price of a whole upgrade. Indeed, at but minimum. At minimum, potentially more. Yeah, potentially two shield upgrades. Right, the fact that you potentially can seven shields. Potentially yeah. seven shield upgrades. Yeah, yeah Grievous is uh, really good defensively for those infiltrators, and then uh, Dooku ten points for what amounts to a force point. And, and a game-breaking ability. Yeah, the like, literally breaks down the literally game. Literally breaks the game. <laughs> it's just such a weird ability that... Uh, uh, what happens if Dooku is shooting at Dooku? Like a right. ship with Dooku shoots at a ship with Dooku. Yep, who yeah. gets to modify and win? Yep. Yeah, I, I think we can say to save the brain of your tournament organizers, please don't bring Dooku. <laughs> I will I mean, agree with that. Although, from a strength perspective, it's, it's a pretty good card. It's a strong it card. Um, um, it's actually a little awkward with Maul and particular. Well, not Dooku, but it's a little awkward with Maul, particularly in hyperspace. It would be awkward on Dooku as well. But... Yeah, because there's no hate, it's actually really hard to be at max force all the time. Yeah, it um, does because it does, does require you to be at max force. Ability. Yeah, and like I would say it's good on 066, but at that point you're two points less than Dooku, so just and for Dooku. yeah, you've yeah. traded a force for three force. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like I just, in the current hyperspace, I don't see a reason to. Yeah, maybe on a fat mall if you find a list where the fat yeah, mall works well. If you can well. make a fat mall work. Yeah. And even then you're bringing it for the fourth force point more than his ability. Indeed. But, but force yeah. is probably worth 10 points, so. Yeah. All right. And then you've got for four points on the infiltrator, the scimitar title. Gives it a red cloak action, gives it a jam, and then after the place forces step, you can start cloaked. So that's actually, I like, again, the thematic nature of it. But I like it thematically, but it's not worth it. Yeah, and then after you decloak, you can choose an enemy ship in your bullseye. If you do, it gains a jam to. Uh, yeah. No, it had that forever. Yeah, it does. I mean, it it's does. a large ship. It's really hard to line up yeah. bullseyes. I right. just, if, I if you know. do, you're jamming someone in the system phase, which it also is, adds white jam to your action bar, which is not nothing. That I didn't. No, yeah, that jam. Is jam nothing. is an underrated ability. Yeah. Most definitely. But. It's a big points investment. Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about its use on Dooku with the ability to cloak and recloak, or decloak and recloak uh, while shooting and defending. In in the engagement uh, phase. Presumably. Yeah. Um, which is solid, but overall, I think it's a little gimmicky and not worth the points. All I think right. you're better off just running Dooku naked and just being efficient by yep. being a big gun with passive mods. Absolutely. Passive mods, good. Well, that's uh, those three all apply only to the infiltrator. So let's get to the ones that you're actually going to see on the table. Uh, Discord missiles, guys. Four points in the running for the most annoying upgrade in the game. Makes that's it really, subjective. Yeah, it makes yeah. it really hard to range control. Uh, I do have to say, after all the talking we did uh, last cast about not needing to stay in formation and joust, that saved me against Discord missiles. Yeah, that's because... so. The the thing with Discords is. Uh, we talked a bit about heroic the other day, where it's like actually undercosted mathematically, but it's overcosted psychologically. I think discords are kind of similar. If you don't know what you're doing against they them, they're super you. undercosted. 
But if you approach them correctly and you range control well, they're a waste of 12 points because presumably they're bringing three. They're bringing any. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you, um, you like carb bombed at. Yeah. The exception but, is Boba Fett, where they're actual yeah, good. They are well, legitimate. Large, large base ships in general. Especially ones act- that can't barrel roll. Yeah. They're just, they're huge tech against. And like so we talked about Boba Fett being their biggest threat to a droid mm-hmm. swarm. And then you huck these dudes at Boba, and all of a sudden, you've not neutralized him, but you've given yourself a leg up yeah. on Boba Fett. I, I would like to say, I think even if they have barrel roll, it's worth it if you oh, know you're hitting medium or large oh, yeah. because it's every time. It's a free much <sighs> Yes, it's much easier to hit. Yep. And then uh, at five points, the uh, DRK-1 probe droids, dank droids, uh, very, very underrated. That ability, uh, I think that at five points, they're possibly the... Ooh, gosh! For for what they do, that's that's valuable at five. Yeah, they're really good. I'd say it's valuable at like eight. Yeah. Um. Turns out, if you give all your ships passive mods, not like actual passive mods, but you're entering combat fully, basically the same thing. It's From, like uh, worse, Jendon. Like you have to yeah. play around it. Play, you have to you have to actually make it work. Well, you say a worse Jendon, but Jendon's ability can only trigger twice. This can trigger every turn. I've never seen probe droids Gen- trigger after the first turn of combat, though. I've also never seen Jendon trigger. After- so true. I I was I agree. <laughs> but yeah, the like thing this- is, after you've engaged, you don't really have to worry about picking up target locks by via range. It's more of like whether you're getting shot at or not. Uh, so it's really all about the opening engage. And droid dark droids are a, a little bit more awkward than Jendon because Jendon you just activate and you get to pick up target locks. And probe droids you have to find the correct approach where the droid gets in range but you don't so that you can pick up the turn the target locks on the next turn have mods uh, but it just takes a little bit of playing and getting in gen and you get it on turn one yeah. where and you have all the turns between turn one and engagement to reposition and do other stuff whereas with the dank droids your turn your turn negative one before combat your before combat last before combat turn you're picking up the locks and then you're entering combat usually and eh, maybe not I don't know. But yeah, Jendon's easier, but these guys are real good. They're cheaper than a 46 or whatever point. They are cheaper. Then, uh, landing and grappling struts. Same exact upgrade for the Hyena and the Vulture at one point. Almost obligatory on them. Uh, Yes and no. Like, they should be, but they aren't. And so you actually get into a lot of awkward situations where... Uh, so, for example, uh, Jesse Cho made top eight at Dallas with an eight-ship droid swarm, and it was a Techno Union bomber with landing struts and probe droids. And this was with strut Trade Federation drones, three concussion missile strut Trade Federation drones, and then one naked drone, and that was a 200. So because he wasn't forced to take grappling struts, he was actually able to fit an extra concussion missile or discord or whatever you want to say. Um, so, yes, if you have the points, you should absolutely take them, but you don't have to, and that's important. They're an easy thing to cut to get that one more point you need. Like, Duncan cut it off uh, two or three uh, of his droids. I think it was two. But, yeah, like, they're an easy thing to cut when other things are... Um, yeah. Doug and I feel that that shouldn't be an option. They should just be yeah. part of the ship. Which like I mean, how... Them, but... What? I mean, you could leave them off. You could but... leave them off if they cost zero or the droids cost 20. That is true. Yeah. That's like leaving off X-Wing S-Foils, though. Yeah. So the biggest uh, thing t- for me as to why I think they should be free uh, is 
because it gets really either intentionally or not, it gets confusing for both the player and particularly his opponent on who has struts and who doesn't. And it's a lot easy. It's very easy to accidentally cheat or intentionally. Don't do that. Uh, but like putting a ship without struts on a rock and then flipping, flipping struts. Yep. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't physically flip the card because it's pretty obvious whether the struts are open or closed. Um, things like, like that. A lot of people, like, if you're, like, a lot of the big-name players end up doing, they use the different paint jobs that have come out for so do you, do you know mm-hmm. which ones had struts and which one didn't. But you're not obligated to do that. So people are people don't have to do that. And if they don't, it gets really complicated as to who's got struts and who's not. And it really comes down to trusting your opponent. And sometimes that can bite you in the butt. Yeah. Uh, the point is it brings a lot of gamesmanship into the game that doesn't need Indeed. to be. Indeed. Fair, fair. All right. Then uh, moving on into the tactical relays, starting out with a TA-175, who when a... This is so much words. When a ship, a friendly ship within range 0 to 3 of the carrier is, is destroyed, all the ships within range 0 to 3 of that ship get a calculate. It, as long as calculates on their action board. As long as calculates Confetti. on their action board. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it, it makes it rain calculates. It lets them uh, spend calculates on defense and get them all back if a sacrificial droid blows up. Means you're always likely to have mods, but as uh, again I discovered this weekend, it loses utility as the ship count goes down. Matt, yeah, I have a question real quick based on something mm-hmm. you said. You said it allows multiple droids to spend their calculates on defense as long as one dies. No, How... you, you you can get away with uh, if I only if I'm a droid and I have one calculate, I can spend it on defense if I know that one of my other droids is going to blow up and I'm going to get that calculate right back. But how often is that happening? How often are you losing? Multiple, like a droid, and then, like, like I without Kraken, I don't see the point. So, the thing is, when Seer was, like, last meta was Seer. Seer, yeah, sorry. TA-175 was amazing, because having extra calculates wasn't a problem. You had plenty of opportunities to burn them. But without Seer on the board, I think you actually just end up with way too many calculates on the board every turn. Um, like, I played a six-ship droid swarm without attack relay, and I can... I can think of one or two circumstances over three tournaments where I ran out of calculates and still needed them, but it's pretty rare. Uh, TA-175, I think, just ends up... You just end up with a lot of extra calculates. Just nine points yeah. for extra calculates. If, if there was a... Like, if a Trade Federation drone could take TA-175, I'd be like, sure. Oh, not, yeah, all day, every There's day. not a big opportunity cost. But because of of the options in hyperspace... There's a really big opportunity cost to taking a ship with a tack relay, and then this is a nine-point tack relay. So that's a minimum that's four to nine. Like, yeah. So a quarter two, of your list to carry this. That's okay. two trade federations with Discord missiles. Yeah. There. Like, I all just right. I, I and this is my theme for all of the tack relays is their points are almost certainly better used somewhere else in my. Yep. All right. Yeah, well then, uh, the only exception I would make is K two B four, and I think I still agree, but I think he bl- he brings a different value to the table than the other ones do. Uh, to where I would actually consider it. And he's the one that uh, you can spend a calculate to add an evade result unless the attacker takes a strain. Uh, and that's just because he either increases your defense or increases your offense. Like, it's the opponent's choice, but Appreci- either way, he's yeah, he's bringing an actual value to the table. Appreciably so. And what's his cost? Five. Uh, five? Five is only yeah. five points, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, KGB4. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's... He's, he's probably... If there is one, he's... Um, 
the problem is still the, the ship. That's forty five yeah. minimum. Like, but uh, so the, another reason I like is you take this is where I would take zero sixty six. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because he's only fifty one. K two B four makes him fifty six. Seven droids is one hundred and forty. You have four points left over. Uh, drop off one strut and put uh, probe droid on there. Fair. You're entering. You have an eight ship list. You're entering combat with full mods. And now, when they shoot at your ships, they are either taking a strain or you're adding an evade. And I don't know that that's an amazing list, but that's something I'd look at. It's worth trying, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, for double the cost, uh, there's Kraken, who gives you the calculate action, and during the end phase, you can pick up to three ships, and they get to keep a calculate token. He's really good with ordnance, but then you're... Especially energy shells, like... Yeah. I'm trying to hyperspace, so... Ignore me. Yep. Uh, but like, even if you have like three hyenas with concussions or plasmas, excuse me, and presumably probe droids, you can now enter combat with target lock, calculate, calculate, and have network calculations. That's essentially entering combat with target. Um, Get out there, which is really good. The problem is that that's a lot of opportunity cost. You said uh, it's essentially the same as entering target lock focus, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you got out there. So I just oh, sorry. Sure. Yep. That it was heard. That your point was heard. Yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> But now you're you're having to bring a ship with attack relay, and then you're having to bring hyenas with expensive ordnance. And we haven't explicitly said this, but I don't think droids are worth it if you have less than eight ships. And there's no way you're fitting eight ships in that list. You bring the hyena, want two hyenas that are expensive, and a bunch of naked droids. Yeah. Probably not. I was just going to go into the last droid here. Okay. Last relay. Uh, TV94, who I think we can all agree is pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. didn't know what his, pilot, what his ability is. It does. When a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 performs a primary attack against a defender in its bullseye, if there are two or fewer attack dice, it may spend a calculate token to add a hit result. Jesus. Now, that's, a lot of text. that's so the, many qualifications. Yeah, to it, add doesn't, a hit. it doesn't work with only droids, but it also doesn't work with Nantexes because if they're making that bullseye attack, they're throwing three dice. Yeah. Yeah. True. It's just so wordy and niche and hard mm-hmm. to trigger. And it's essentially, relay. essentially yeah. how it reads is when firing at range two to three, if you randomly got a bullseye and you nattied, you can make it a third hit. Yeah. Which is on a bunch of droids is not worth it. That's going to trigger not nearly often enough again for the opportunity cost of now, not only the opportunity cost of bringing attack relay, but bringing a more—you didn't bring a more useful tack, really. You brought, <laughs> you brought the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you had a Nantex with its turret pointed forwards, bullseyed, DFS three eleven, gave it a calculate? That is think... technically a little bit better than just throwing the three die prime. Are you allowed to shoot out the turret out the front if the target? Yeah, it's yeah. it's still a it's still an arc. That's right, you can choose which arc you're firing out of, that's fair. Yep, I don't know, like, that's the only situation you ever would, and it's, okay. like, technically, mathematically a little bit better, but It that's means stupid. you don't have to that. be flying a whole bunch of bad cards altogether. Yeah. So unless you're flying a jank tank list, probably never going to have a use for it. TV-94 is the joy wreck off of... Tech relays. Tech relays, all right. Yeah, he's still a droid. They're all droids. True. Are they I droids, see, or I... are they just, like, odd little... No, they're commander droids. They're the commander that's droids. Like, that's what their uh, picture is. Like Trelawney in Clone Wars? Yeah. Or Kalani. Trelawney is the Trelawney, yeah. captain of the Hispaniola in Treasure Island. Yeah, they're, one, they're the ones with really monotone voices and do all the calculations. Yeah. Befuddled the by the, the... The war never ended, Captain Rex, that guy. Rebels. Yeah. 
Um, okay. Yeah, then. like I said, keep saying, I don't think you should bring Tackery Liz. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. So overall wrap-up of the faction, it's got some incredible pieces that work well together and a bunch of junk just surrounding it. Uh, there are a couple things that might be diamonds in the rough in the Sith Infiltrator. Uh, but pretty much other than that, any of the named pilots aren't really worth bringing? Yeah, as an overarching thing for CIS, uh, we've talked a lot about how like bringing more ships is better than bringing upgrades. And in general, efficiency should be king right now. And CIS just encapsulates that. Like, they it's, don't have good ships. They have a lot of ships. Yep, so, that's, that's so, the whole faction. Yeah, so yeah. lean into that when, when building yeah. CIS lists. We've got an overview here. It's a strong faction. Uh, Alex, how much of the uh, field has uh, Separatist made up so far in the system opens? Almost uh, nothing. A very small amount. Um, give me 18 seconds while I click open, then fancy. How do you not have these numbers uh, already in your head? Because I didn't realize we were going to Well, let's put it this way. There were two droid ships, or two droid uh, lists at our 20-person store champ. That was above the percentage CIS <laughs> system opens. And the two system opens, four and two are better, were 9.5% of the yeah. field. Last uh, place. Or actually, not last place. Republic was less. But, yeah. uh, but Boba Fett. Specifically, Boba Fett was more popular than yeah. droids or than CIS's faction. Two, right. two, not even just Boba. Like, yeah, well, Boba two ship Boba lists were more common. Yeah, uh, right. Boba Fett slash double fire spray. Right, and w- would you attribute that to killing and you know, to not having ensnare in the, the form? No, they've never been popular. Yeah, no. they've always been bottom of the percentage played. Yeah, so um, CIS was clearly the best faction in the last meta, like by a win percentage yeah. perspective, and they were still nowhere near the most popular. People don't, like, people just, I'm assuming it's somewhere along the same vein as why you don't like CIS. People can't get over the fact that generics are their best ship, and they don't bring them. Not to say yeah. that's what you say, but... No, yeah, yeah, but that's why a lot of, like... like people hate generics. Yeah, whether they except admit it or not. Rebel, except for Rebel Jastic generics. Yeah. People love those. Indeed, indeed. Alright, so there's the, uh, the Separatist wrap-up, the our deep dive into the faction next week. We are going to go into the Republic, uh, which I believe you said was the least played faction and uh, hopefully figure out why you should play it more. Cause they're good. Purple they numbers are good. They got a lot out, of purple numbers. A lot of the less played factions turn out to be the best. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, before we head out, do we have any shout outs to uh, folks out there? My Greg. father, Bob Howe. Greg. 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 Congrats, Greg. 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 Greg, Greg, Greg. Greg gets uh, to lord that shiny focus token over us for the next two months. Oh, June God. first, <laughs> the only one with one. He's going to be insufferable. Uh, also, a shout out to uh, Huskarl uh, Hobbies in Topeka and Tyler Duree for being a great uh, TO out there. Uh, thanks for bringing us into your store. We had a wonderful time. Thanks yep, also to everyone who uh, listens, likes, and subscribes. We have officially passed the fifty subscriber mark. Yay! Thank you guys. Uh, you guys are the reason we do this. Uh, keep listening, liking, and subscribing. Share it with your friends and. Uh, for Tashi Station Radio, I'm Matt Newt. I'm Doug Howe. And I'm Alex Smittle. And we'll see you next week. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this episode of Tashi Station Radio. If you liked what you've heard, subscribe and keep up with episodes as they're released. You can also find us on social media, on Facebook at Tashi Station Radio, on Twitter at Tashi Station XW, and on Twitch at Tashi Station X-Wing. If you'd like to help out with our hosting costs, you can go to co-fi.com slash Tashi Station X-Wing and toss us a buck or two. It's really appreciated. Thanks for listening.